here to comfort you like the breast of your mother. It's Nick Amell of the Tennis Podcast, and I'm here with someone, I think. <laughs> what? A grossed out sidekick host named Brandon. There was something about the way you said breast. You made that word sag. <laughs> I made it what? Sad? Sag. Sag. Oh, okay. Yeah, the breast. You know, you told me recently that you uh, never know what to expect with me. And so I'm getting ballsier. I'm getting bolder with my intros. It worked. I love it. It threw me way off. I think it's hard to argue. I'm I'm thinking of making it a tagline. Here to comfort you like the breast of your mother, the tennis podcast. That'll look good on a shirt. Yeah. I know exactly what kind of shape that shirt needs to be in. (laughs) Well, it'll be a shirt shaped Mm -hmm. shirt, but the design on the shirt might be. Okay. Right. Uh, anyway, this is the show where one of us scallywags bring a top tennis list on any given topic. We do some research on that list and come prepared with that list. The other person on the other line tries to guess items one through ten. That's what's going to happen today. I brought a list. Brandon, what would you say is your least favorite thing in the world? What makes you the most angry? The most angry? Yes. <sighs> what just grinds your gears? You can't stand it. There's so many things. Let's just say in general, crazy drivers. Okay, but probably right behind that would be the happiness of other people, right? No, but... uh, You hate it when other people are happy. Sure, for the purposes of moving forward, sure, yeah, it's uh, the happiness of others. Brandon just, he cannot stand it when other people are Uh having a good time. That's what we're talking about today, because today we're talking about the top 10-ish happiest countries in the world. Okay. This doesn't mean that the, the land of that country has a big smiley face on it. This means that the population of those countries are generally very happy. I was about to reference Roger Rabbit, so let me just go ahead and warn you now if you're going to have a, mm. an epileptic fit because of it. But you know when they go to Toontown, to the cartoon land? Yes. All the trees and the flowers and the bugs and stuff all have faces on it and they're all dancing and having a great time? Yeah. That's what I imagine when you say happiest country. I immediately went to the land literally being happy. That's not it though. No. This comes from the World Happiness Report. It's a real... Uh (laughs) The World Happiness Report, a publication of the United Nations Sustainable Development Solutions Network. It contains articles and rankings of national happiness based on respondent ratings of their own lives which the report also correlates with various quality of life factors. Okay. Uh, I have quite a bit of setup here. This is essentially, well, let me just read it. The report primarily uses data from the Gallup World Poll, which continually surveys citizens in 160 countries, representing more than 98% of the world's adult population. The poll consists of more than 100 global questions. It includes the following global indexes, law and order, food and shelter, institutions and infrastructure, Good jobs, well-being, and brain gain. (laughs) Brain gain. I think that's what our show does too. So, if you can't figure it out by now, it's basically an aggregate of a bunch of things you want in a country. You want plenty of food and shelter. You want good infrastructure. You want good jobs, law and order. All those things combined spit out a number and uh, we're going to go through the top 10 countries. Okay. I have some pretty good ideas on this just to start with. Let me read off a quick few factors just to maybe help you. So, these are factors considered when determining the happiest countries. Different aspects of the social environment, like having someone to count on, 
having a sense of freedom to make key life decisions, generosity, trust, other factors within the natural environment, such as pollution levels, climate, temperatures, being close to waterways and green spaces, air quality and noise levels, weather conditions. I know that was a lot, but I'm just trying to get the point across that it's just a hodgepodge of factors of everyday living and the countries that have the most representation in those factors rank highest. Right. You said you have some good ideas, so do you want to start guessing? Well, first of all, I thought I wrote down the ones that would not be. Oh, okay. Right. Uh, on the happy list. And Russia. <laughs> yeah, that's a, are you sure that's a pretty hot take? Do you want to put yourself out on that limb like that? Do you think of happiness when you think of Russia? I think of bears and naked Putin. I think of things that make me smile, but mostly because I'm safely very far away from them. Yeah. No, I don't want to be in Russia. About Poland? But shout out to all our Russian listeners. No Poland. Remember, there's uh, 160 countries on this list. I have the top 20 in front of me. Although, you know what? Actually, give me five seconds. I could pull up the least happy country in the entire world. And we can find out what that is. Uh, <laughs> I bet there's some le less developed countries that are unhappy. Yes. But I think in the quote unquote developed world, I bet India and China are both unhappy countries. Unhappy, yeah. India is number 144. So they're very unhappy. So almost, at, yeah, almost at the bottom. China's number 94. So they're, they're right in the middle. Russia's 73. Oh. Russia and China are kind of in the middle. India's way at the bottom and dead last is our friends in Afghanistan. Oh, yeah, well. They're dead last for happy. Really surprising, huh? I feel like we have something to do. Well, let's move on from that. <laughs> yeah. We, we want to focus on happiness. Okay, so my list of countries that are happy. Yeah. How about Australia? Australia is number 12, Ooh. just outside the top 10. I have too many dangerous animals lurking around to be truly happy. Yeah. You know, of all the countries in the world that I have not been to, mm -hmm. I most want to visit Australia. Yeah, you want to get up in it. I want to be up in its guts. How about um, Switzerland? Yeah, Switzerland. What made you say Switzerland? Because I don't have any Swiss like... Swiss cheese? Admit it. Yeah, I don't have any specific like facts or figures at hand, but... They're neutral. Well, I feel like Switzerland is a country that has... Like most of the people are middle to upper middle class. They don't have many problems with poverty. I feel like they have like a lot of healthy living spaces and communities mm -hmm. and that they have a government that is like competent and takes care of their people. So yeah, I've, I just, that's the impression of Switzerland I have. All the things you listed there uh -huh. are super in line with the factors considered. Like, you know, clean living spaces, a trustworthy government, all those things. Switzerland's number three in the top 10. Ooh. Now, when I was making this list, I had some decisions to make because obviously I'm going to be talking about 10 countries and each country has hundreds if not thousands of years of history, right? Mm -hmm. So, what do I do as in terms of notes? So, what I did... <laughs> you don't have to cover... <laughs> we use your first impression to cover the entire history of each country. Well, I, I'm like, what's too little? What's too much? So, I basically just pulled out a bunch of random facts about each country. Okay. That'll make us happy about each country. Maybe. Maybe not. So, these are random facts about Switzerland. Okay. Uh, Switzerland, number three. It has the highest life expectancy among the top 10. Mm -hmm. 
developed country, obviously, and it has become the highest nominal wealth per adult in the world. Yeah. So, highest nominal wealth per adult and the eighth highest per capita gross domestic product. And it's also considered a tax haven. Yeah. Brandon, explain for the folks at home, what is a tax haven? It's where you put your money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I'm not exactly sure. I think it's where rich people uh, put their money so that the government can't get their hands on it and tax it. They hide it uh, so they can't be taxed. According to Wikipedia, a tax haven offers financial secrecy. It's a country or place with very low effective rates of taxation for foreign investors. Right. Bahamas or the Virgin Islands used to be one of those options. And now it's a U.S. territory. The offshore. They'll say like they're keeping yeah. their money offshore. That's, sometimes that means like Switzerland. an island somewhere. Like, like Switzerland. Yeah. It's cities such as Zurich, Geneva, and Basel rank among the Basel. highest in the world in terms of whatever the fuck. They rank highest in the world among, in terms of quality of life, although they also have the highest cost of living in the world, some of the highest cost of livings in the world. There's going to be a trend today with this. Electricity generated in Switzerland is 56% from hydroelectricity and 39% from nuclear power, resulting in a nearly CO2-free electricity generating network. I think America's almost like that, right? We're um, not at all like that. (laughs) And we actively fight against it. Well, at least half the country does. We got people who are drinking gasoline. Yeah. So, Mr. Hotshot History Buff, tell me about Switzerland during World War II. Uh, They were neutral. They were neutral. They were not invaded during either of the World Wars. However, did you know that during World War II, detailed invasion plans were drawn up by the Germans to attack Switzerland? Did you know that, first of all? Um, no. Germans intended to invade Switzerland. They made the plans for it, but Switzerland was able to remain independent through a combination of military deterrence, concessions to Germany, and good fortune as larger events during the war delayed an invasion. I wonder if those larger events could be fucking Hitler, (laughs) like, combusting in a bunker on April, whatever, 1945. He got one look at their army knives and decided (laughs) (laughs) he wasn't even going to fuck with it. That's what drove him to, yeah. Yeah, So, that's all I got on Switzerland. Okay. You see what I mean? It's a mix of facts. Just like a mix of qualities of life that make you happy. I'll be ready for anything. Well, I feel like a lot of European countries follow suit for many of the same reasons that Switzerland is one of the happiest countries. So, what about uh, Germany? No. Germany is number 17. How about Austria? Austria, number nine. What can you tell me about Austria, Brandon? Do you consider yourself an expert? Oh, yeah, you have been there. I've been there once, so I am definitely an expert. Where did you go? I went to Vienna. That's right. Which is the capital of Austria. I saw some beautiful old buildings, and I ate some Wiener schnitzel. Hmm, I'll bet you fucking did. And was Arnold there? No, Arnold was not there. Arnold you did not see America. Arnold? Okay. I just assumed that whenever you go to Austria, you automatically see Arnold Schwarzenegger. Do you know what Wiener Schnitzel is? It's a hot dog, ain't it? Or it's no. like a sausage. It has nothing to do with the sausage. It is like a pork or chicken, like a flat. It's like pounded flat, and then it's uh, breaded and fried. So it's like fried chicken. Hmm. 
I want it now. Wiener, it means like from Vienna. Get the fuck out of town. Are you? Really? Yeah, Vienna, Vienna, Wiener, Wiener schnitzel. It's a, t- a schnitzel from then Vienna. Then what's the schnitzel? The schnitzel is the, is the actual food. Wiener, Wiener is the description saying that it's from. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> Wiener. Is the description saying it's from Vienna. Schnitzel is the fried flattened meat. Poultry or pork, I think. How would you feel if I told you I'd love to see your Wiener? Well, I didn't bring anything back from Vienna with me, so I'm not okay. sure exactly sure what you're, what you're talking about. I think you're a snob with your Wieners. And also, a snob may have been Charlemagne, king of the Franks. He conquered the area known as Austria now in uh, AD 788. Mm-hmm. He encouraged colonization and introduced Christianity to the region. Well, thank God. Yeah, thank God for that, right? We're going to jump forward a couple hundred years uh, to 1938 when the Austrian-born Adolf Hitler, who became the Chancellor of the German Reich, achieved the annexation of Austria by the Anschluss? I don't know. I've heard of this guy before. Though Austrians made up only 8% of the population of the Third Reich, some of the most prominent Nazis were native Austrians, like Hitler, and also Ernst Kaltenbrunner, Arthur Seyss-Encourt, Franz Stangl, Alois Brenner, Frederick Rainer, and Odilo Globnik, as were over 13% of the SS, and guess what? 40% of the Nazi staff at extermination camps, uh-huh. like Auschwitz, 40% were Austrian. So, Austria's got some blood on their hands, bro. They know how to get it done. If it <laughs> well, is really bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> on all fronts. So, uh, following the defeat of Nazi Germany in 1945 and an extended period of Allied occupation, Austria was reestablished as a sovereign and self-governing democratic nation known as the Second Republic, and they gained full independence in 1955. And after all that blood and guts of the World War, my last fun fact, hashtag fun fact from hashtag Nick's Notes on Austria, is that Red Bull is an Aust- <laughs> was invented by an Austrian entrepreneur. <laughs> The drink oh, Red Bull. Are they still an Austrian company? Not sure. It just said Red... The exact quote is Red Bull, the highest selling energy drink in the world. There's a list idea. <laughs> was introduced by Dietrich Meiterschitz, an Austrian entrepreneur. So, Hitler, the Second World War, Nazi death camps, and Red Bull. That's the Austrian legacy. And Arnold. That's the reason they're number nine on the happiest countries. Yeah. They're doing good today. Yeah, I guess I didn't really cover any of the reasons they might be happy, huh? No, you did. Okay. That's not the reason people... Oh, my God. Did you just have a stroke? Tune in. It's a very simple word. Tune. Four letters, one syllable. Had a Well, I was writing something else that didn't have the word T in it, so it was confusing my brain. Now, how about Finland? Brandon, you magnificent bastard. You lucked your way into it once again. Oh, yeah. Number one for the third year in a row at number one is Finland. It's actually the first country I wrote down. Tell us why. Well, I'm not going to lie. I've never looked up this list, but something about Finland being a happy and satisfying place to live in general. Again, I think related to their... So, what I read from your statement there is that you cheated, looked at this list while we're recording and are playing dumb. Yeah, that sure. Right? That's, what, that's what you heard, yes. 
Finland is number one for the third year in a row. I thought this was interesting. Much of the geography of Finland is a direct result of the Ice Age. The glaciers were thicker and lasted longer compared Mm -hmm. with the rest of Europe, and their eroding effects have left the Finnish landscape mostly flat with few hills and fewer mountains. Oh, that's not exciting. No, but it is interesting. The Ice Age still having an impact all these millions of years later. They do have a ton of snow though, right? Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. But that didn't stop people from inhabiting Finland 9,000 BC after the last glacial period. That's the uh, first inhabitants, 9,000 BC. But in 1906, Finland became the first European state to grant universal suffrage and the first in the world to give all adult citizens the right to run for public office. Finland's a very progressive country. Yeah. You know what? Progressiveness, but also a lot of other things are common things with all the top 10. Almost all things that the U.S. just fucking refuses to do. Isn't this like arguably, you know, if you had to look at every list that we have done or will ever do, isn't this ultimately the most important list? Life in general, your life that you only get one of. Some say. Has the best chance to be happy if you live in one of these countries. Yeah. I'd say it's second in importance to the porn searches, but yes, your point is well taken. And I think what we're doing here is telling people where to live. I want to live in these places. I mean... It's expensive to move. How are we going to do it? These places are all very progressive and uh, use social programs like universal healthcare. And it correlates directly with the happiness of their population. Well, get out of here with those fucking facts. <sighs> Sorry. Okay, tell us more about Finland. Yeah, just two more facts. During World War II, Finland fought the Soviet Union in the Winter War and the Continuation War, and mm-hmm. Nazi Germany in the Lapland War. After the wars, Finland lost parts of its territory but maintained its independence. Uh, and I thought this was interesting. I mentioned uh, Finland being progressive. They rank second in the Global Gender Gap Report, which measures um, which countries have the smallest gender gaps. Mm-hmm. Um, which what, thing, like things in, like in pay and quality of life, right? Yeah, exactly. This is specific to pay. Well, I can find out. Hang on. Uh, let's see. Health could be a factor. It's a measure gender-based gaps in access to resources and opportunities okay. in countries, rather than the actual level of the available resource and opportunities. Okay. So yeah, Finland's number two on that. Let's see what number one is, real quick. It's not United States of America. Or Afghanistan, which is last here again. It's Iceland. Iceland's number one. And the U.S. is like, I don't know, maybe around 40 Speaking of the U.S. not being in the... Sorry, was that the Wait, last... one more thing on Finland is that it's also the most stable country in the world, according to the Fragile States Index, which looks at the likelihood of each country to fall to corruption. Finland's the least likely in the world to fall to corruption from its government. Sounds great. Yeah, sounds great. Uh, Much like the US, right? Which you were about to guess, I think. I was about to say, I kind of guess the United States is not in the top 10. It's not, but it is higher than I thought. It's number 18. Oh, okay. Not so bad. It's above countries like Belgium and the Czech Republic. Oh, well, I'll scratch Belgium off my list. What about Sweden? Yep, Sweden is seven. 
Sweet guess, Brandon. I feel like Sweden and Finland, I know they are geographically close, but I feel like they are arm in arm, like culturally and government wise. Yeah, well, a lot of these are like that. Let me tell you a little bit about the history of Sweden. Again, it's number seven, the happiest countries. Uh, I think I forgot to mention at the top, but this is as of 2020. This is the 2020 report. They do it every year. Mm-hmm. So Sweden's seventh. Germanic peoples have inhabited Sweden since prehistoric times, emerging into history as the Geet, Geet, how do you say it? Geets, Gates, G-E-A-T-S. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, and Swedes, and constituting the sea peoples known as the Norsemen, an independent Swedish state emerged during the early 12th century. You know, one thing that sucks about the U.S. too is, I mean, I guess it depends on your outlook maybe, but one thing that's less interesting about the U.S. is that it's so new, so there's just not as much history here. Well, yeah, our, the ancient history is, is not as like well-documented. Mm-hmm. Uh, during the 17th century, Sweden emerged as a European great power. Before the emergence of the Swedish Empire, Sweden was a poor and scarcely populated country on the fringe of European civilization with no significant power or reputation. Sweden rose to prominence on a continental scale during the tenure of King Gustavus Adolphus Mjolnir. He seized the territories from Russia and Poland, Lithuania, in multiple conflicts, including the Thirty Years' War. But Sweden is a lot like Switzerland in terms of being neutral, because the last year in which Sweden was directly involved in was way back in 1814, when Norway was militarily forced into a personal union, which peacefully dissolved in 1905. Since then, Sweden has been at peace, maintaining an official policy of neutrality in foreign affairs. And in 2014, Sweden celebrated 2,000 years of peace, breaking even Switzerland's record for peace. And Sweden was formally neutral through both World Wars and the Cold War. I thought that was cool because everyone always talks about Switzerland being the neutral country. Right. But really, Sweden's even more neutral. So take that, fucking Switzerland. Except if you say that, people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no one ever says Sweden. Sweden maintains a Nordic social welfare system that provides universal health care and tertiary education for its citizens. It has the world's 11th highest per capita income and ranks very highly on quality of life, health, education, protection of civil liberties, income equality, gender equality, etc. So you're starting to see a trend here on the countries that are happiest. Those miserable commies. (laughs) They could be shooting each other and schools up with guns if they really knew how to have a good time. That's the problem. They just don't know how to have a good time. They're just happy mm-hmm. eating their stewed beets and <laughs> <laughs> living longer than us, those fucking assholes. Living their gunless lives. It's well, funny. Well, it's not funny, but it's uh whatever. It's remarkable how guns have really come to represent the US to the rest of the world. Yeah. Like it's one of the first things someone outside the US would mention. Guns. We're cowboys. Whatever, man, I hate it. How about um you just mentioned it, Norway. Yep, Norway always ranks highly on these. Um, it's number five on the top ten. It was number one as recently as 2017, and it is number one on a different list, which is the Human Development Index list, which is a similar list, but it measures development of the country in terms of industrialization and personal growth, things like that. Norway's number one. Oh, I thought you meant like size of the boob in the butt. Yeah, no, well, I think that goes without saying. When you talk about development, you're talking about the development of that ass. That would probably be Brazil. Norway being happy is a turnaround from the way it used to be because 
What is one of the first things you think of when you think of Norway history? The Vikings. The Vikings fucking slaughtering women and children. From the 8th to the 10th century, the wider Scandinavian region was the source of the Vikings. The looting of the monastery at Lindisfarne in northeast England in 793 by Norse people has long been regarded as the event which marked the beginning of the Viking Age. Hell yeah. The age was characterized by expansion and immigration by Viking seafarers that colonized, raided, and traded in all parts of Europe. Raided and traded, which I feel like it's ramping down there. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Viking shit. That's awesome. It's a very kind way to put what the Vikings did. But fear not, everyone. You don't have to worry because Norse traditions were replaced by Christian ones beginning in the late 10th and 11th century, centuries. Which is also fascinating because uh, Norway is one of the most atheist countries now, too. So after all that Viking pillaging and raping and, tra- and trading, don't forget the trading, uh, there was peace. From the 1040s to 1130. But in 1130, I don't know how fucking, like, how did these records survive of this history? I don't understand it. In 1130, the Civil War era broke out on the basis of unclear succession laws, which allowed all the king's sons to rule jointly. For periods, there could be peace before a lesser son allied himself with the chieftain (laughs) and started a new conflict. (laughs) (laughs) Some little fucking weasel. (laughs) It's Game of Thrones shit. You know, think about when King Robert dies. Little Joffrey. Yeah, they got all these sons and alleged sons claiming to be king. And they went to, they had civil wars for almost 100 years before it it ended in 1217. But, you know, you talked about people being covered with shit in like the 1800s. This is fucking 1130. And these shit covered people who don't even know that the earth is one of many planets who don't know what fucking... They don't know that you're, if you get mud or, or dirt or shit in your wound, that it's bad. <laughs> they, don't, they don't know any, they don't know anything, but they knew enough to keep track of their history to some extent. Well, anyway, much like the last country we went over, which was what? Was that Sweden, maybe? Norway is the same way. They have a universal healthcare system, comprehensive social security system. The Norwegian state has large ownership positions in key industrial sectors, having ex- fucking commies, having extensive reserves of petroleum, natural gas, minerals, lumber, seafood, fresh water. And I did not know this. This is not the first thing to come to mind when I think of Norway, but the petroleum industry accounts for around a quarter of the country's GDP. Yeah. Petroleum. And on a per capita basis, Norway is the world's largest producer of oil and natural gas outside of the Middle East. Yep. What? You knew that? Yes, I did. Uh, I, I just don't think oil when I think Norway. I think fucking cold, Vikings, and happiness. They've got access to the Arctic, to the North, those North Seas for drilling. Yeah, I'll show you the North Seas. Now listen. Of my fucking ass. How about that? <laughs> Go ahead. Now listen to this. This is going to blow your mind. So far, I've correctly guessed all the odd numbers, which means I have only even numbers remaining. Including the number two. Spooky. Before you give those guesses, because you keep jumping ahead, Norway is five on this list, but it's first on the Better Life Index, the Index of Public Integrity, the Freedom Index, and the Democracy Index. And it also has one of the lowest crime rates in the world. Norway, if you can stand the fucking bitter cold, all around good place to live. And they're happy. So, since you use your voodoo witch spells to narrow out the evens, 
Which is not true. Switzerland was number three, and you had Finland at number one. Oh, wait. Yeah, that's what you said. You had the odds guessed, and you yes. have the evens left. Okay. You're right. Fucking smug little dumbass. How about <laughs> Denmark? Brandy's on a roll. Denmark is number two. Hell yeah. The unified kingdom of Denmark emerged in the 8th century as a proficient seafaring nation in the struggle for control of the Baltic Sea. Denmark, Sweden, and Norway were ruled together under one sovereign ruler in the Kalmar Union, established in 1937 and going all the way to 1523. But, Brandon, mm. Denmark has been inhabited since around 12,000 BC, so there's that. Of course. Cave boys. Because of Denmark's northern location, there are large seasonal variations in daylight. This includes during uh, some winter days, the sun comes up at 8.45 mm -hmm. and sunset at 3.45. Oh. So, 8.45 a.m. to 3.45. That's in the winter or the summer? Yeah, winter. I'm telling you the right, summer winter. next. It's worse. Summer, the sun rises at 4.30 and it <gasps> goes, goes down. What time do you think it goes down? 9.30. 10. Oh, Christ. <laughs> so, you have six hours of night. <laughs> you have to get blackout curtains, right? That or just punch yourself in both eyes until you're blind. And this country is happy? They're the second happiest in the world. But here's why. Okay. In 2020, Denmark was placed first in the Environmental Performance Index. They stopped mm -hmm. issuing new licenses for oil and gas extraction last uh, December 2020. Yep. They rank highest in the world for workers' rights. Ooh. And it's a longtime supporter of international peacekeeping. But since the NATO bombing of Yugoslavia in 1999 and the war in Afghanistan in 2001, Denmark has also found a new role as a warring nation, participating actively in several wars, including uh, they're very, very supportive of the war in Afghanistan. Well, they sound like a sweet but deadly little nation. <laughs> they do great in workers' rights, but they love to war in Afghanistan. And most important note on Denmark is that's where Lego is headquartered. Well, that is fun. That is fun. Well, what about uh, Luxembourg? Brandon, have you got a single guess wrong yet? I guess the is US. That, are they really in the top 10? Yes, Luxembourg's 10. I'm amazing. Well. <laughs> okay, tell me about Luxembourg. <laughs> and I, I was going to let that hang for a minute. Uh, all right, Luxembourg. Is it? We had this talk before. Is it Berg or Borg? Borg. Luxembourg. You don't fucking know. With an area of twenty five hundred square kilometers, which is about a thousand square miles, just under that, it is one of the smallest sovereign states in Europe. Mm -hmm. In twenty nineteen, it had a population of six hundred twenty six thousand. Six hundred twenty six thousand. The whole country. That's like. It's that's less than the Tulsa metropolitan area that we live in. Yeah, it's we. It's a we country. Yeah, it's we. You might say Wiener. Let's talk about Wieners. No, you wouldn't at all. Okay. 626,000 population. It's one of the least populous countries in Europe, but by far the one with the highest population growth rate and foreigners account for nearly half of Luxembourg's population. So the fact that Luxembourg is this happy little pocket of Europe is uh, starting to get around. Right. Word is out. In 1839, following the turmoil of the Belgian Revolution, Purely French-speaking part of Luxembourg was ceded to Belgium, and the Luxembourgish-speaking part became what is present state Luxembourg. That's 1839 that happened. Now... Oh, they, they sloughed off all their grumpy Belgians. <laughs> Are Belgians grumpy? Well, they're not in the top 10. <laughs> You're right. They're number 20. So, Luxembourg is twice as happy as Belgium. 
But I'll tell you why right here. Because they sell the most alcohol in Europe per capita. Luxembourg. Hell yeah. <laughs> Maybe they're all miserably unhappy and they just don't know it because they're so fucking drunk. That's why I think uh, Russia ranked so mysteriously high. Yeah. All the vodka. Well, uh, Nation of Luxembourg collectively spent about 7% of its GDP on health, placing it among the highest spending countries on health services. And that made people happy? Yes. Fucking commie shit. Fucking socialist, liberal, commie pigs coming to take our guns and give us free health care. Make us look stupid. So you just need number eight and six and four. Uh, and if you haven't caught on yet, nine out of the top ten are European countries. So Europe's got it figured out. Right. There's one country that's non-European. Is it South Korea? No. That's a good guess. Is it... South Korea's not in the top 20. Is it Canada? Canada's number 11. Okay. Let me give you 20 through 11. Hang on. 20 through 11. No, don't. I'm, okay. I'm really... I'm, I'm on a roll here. Okay. Japan. No, they're outside the top 20. Yeah. Where is Japan? I don't see them. They're 62. Wow. I wonder why. It's all that shame. <laughs> For what? <laughs> My father is very disappointed. <laughs> all the shame that the fathers have in their children? Is that yeah. what you're saying? <laughs> it's keeping them from being happy. Spain. <laughs> Spain's number 28. Damn. Right above, right above Guatemala and right behind Saudi Arabia. How'd that happen? <laughs> it's because the a... government in Saudi Arabia fucking threatened their citizens on this survey. <laughs> hey, they had that big fucking scimitar sword, an Alibaba sword. <laughs> Alibaba. Okay. Shining in the sun. How about yep. uh, France? No, no, no France. It's 23. Oh, fuck. All right, those are all the ones I wrote down. So now give me 20 through 11. 20 through 11. 20 is Belgium, the grumpy Belgians. 19 is the Czech Republic. 18 is the United States of America, God's country. 17 is Germany. 16, Ireland. 15, Costa Rica. 14, Israel. 13, the United Kingdom. 12, Australia. 11, Canada. Think about the three most recent ones I said. Canada, Australia, United Kingdom. What do all three of those have in common? English speaking? Well, yeah. Yeah, that is one thing. There's more than that, but yes. Say them again. Which ones? Canada, Australia, and United Kingdom. I don't know. What do the three of them have in common? They're all ruled by the, or maybe not ruled, they're all part of the British monarchy. Okay. And so is number eight on the list. Scotland? No. British Virgin Islands? The British Isles? It's nowhere near Britain. It's on the other side of the world. Hong Kong? Hong Kong? No, no they gave no. back Hong Kong. The Hong Kong hangover. Hong Kong's outside the top 50 somewhere. Fucking Papua New Guinea? <laughs> no, but it's very near there. New Zealand, no. Yes, it is New Zealand. Why'd you say no to that? Oh, because I didn't know that they were a British colony. They're their own country, right? Well, they are. I don't know if they'd be considered a colony or not, but I know like Australia and Canada both I don't know what the word is, but they're both like under the Queen of England, you know? Mm -hmm. So is New Zealand. So I think, fuck, I'm going to get some hate tweets if I'm off on this. What'd you say? Which number is New Zealand number eight? Eight. And I'm right. I'm seeing in my notes about the British monarchy. So let me tell you about New Zealand. 
Owing to their remoteness, the islands of New Zealand, and if anyone doesn't know because you're dumb, uh, they're kind of out there by Australia. Mm -hmm. The islands of New Zealand were the last large habitable lands to be settled by humans. Cool. Between about 1280 and 1350, Polynesians began to settle in the islands. But in 1840, representatives of the United Kingdom and the Maori chiefs signed the Treaty of Watangi, which declared British sovereignty over the islands. And in 1841, New Zealand became a colony, there you go, with the British Empire. And in 1907, it became a dominion. It gained full statutory independence in 1947, but the British monarch remains the head of state. You're right. Okay. So. Got it. New Zealand is identified as one of the world's most stable and well-governed states. As of 2017, the country ranked fourth in the strength of its democratic institutions and first in government transparency and lack of corruption. Where do you think U.S. is on there, huh? <laughs> Not doing well. New Zealand also fucking stomped COVID's balls. Yeah. New Zealand seems like a great place, really. It also ranks high for civic participation in the political process with 80% voter turnout compared to the uh, global average. Maybe not the global, it says OECD, which I think is like maybe developed countries average. I'm not sure, but uh, 68% is the average. New Zealand is 80%, and I know US is not anywhere near 80%. In 2015, renewable energy generated 40.1% of New Zealand's gross energy supply. Uh, and it's geographic isolation for 80 million years. And island biogeography has influenced the evolution of the country's species of animals, fungi, and plants. But don't worry, humans fucked it up. Because since human arrival, almost half of the country's vertebrate species have become extinct, including at least 51 species of birds, three frogs, three lizards, one freshwater fish, and one bat. <laughs> we got them. <laughs> Others are endangered or have had their range severely reduced. So everyone give yourselves a pat on the back for humans. I didn't do it. I've never killed anything from there. I like how they list one bat and one freshwater fish species. <laughs> <laughs> Some bat flying around. <laughs> Just one. Someone shoots him and that's that. Yeah. I want to go to New Zealand. If any of our listeners are out there and want to pay for me to come to New Zealand, let me know. What about the Netherlands? Yes, you fucking idiot. You were just lucking your way into this shit. It's number six. You did make a deal with a voodoo witch, didn't you? Admit it. Well, I just knew that you also confirmed my suspicion that a lot of them were European countries. What you really mean is commie socialist countries. Yeah. But the Netherlands is number six, and the word Netherlands literally means lower countries in reference to its low elevation and flat topography, with only about 50% of its land exceeding one meter above sea level, which is about three feet. Nearly 26% of its land is below sea level. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye, Netherlands. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. You won't be so happy in a few hundred years. Maybe a few thousand. I don't know how that works. But with a population of 17 million people, all living within a total area of roughly 41,000 square kilometers or 16,000 square miles, the Netherlands is the 12th most densely populated country in the world and the second most densely populated country in the European Union. Imagine you got 12 million people living in your house, Brandon. Uh-huh. It's kind of like that. Netherlands, Netherlands is a little bit bigger than my house, though. Yeah, some, well, we'd have to verify. 
It is the world's second largest exporter of food and agricultural products, owing to its fertile soil, mild climate, intensive agriculture, and inventiveness. The country has a tradition of pillarization and a long record of social tolerance, having legalized abortion, prostitution, human euthanasia, along with maintaining a liberal drug policy. Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) remember our drug episode? Fucking Netherlands got no time for that shit. Uh, But it doesn't end there. Netherlands also abolished the death penalty in 1870. Wow. To be progressive enough to abolish the death penalty in 1870, that's something. The Netherlands also allowed women's suffrage in 1919 before becoming the world's first country to legalize same-sex marriage in 2001. Pretty progressive. To no surprise, they rank among the highest in international indexes of press freedom, economic freedom, human development, and quality of life, as well as happiness. You've realized we never hear hardly any news out of these countries. It's because everybody's happy and everybody's just going through life happy and drama-free. Yeah. The U.S. is hogging all the headlines. U.S. is not number one in anything good. Like, literally not one thing. I mean, what? It might have the largest GDP. We have the most movie starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. We have the most um, fucking twerking videos. What about... um, You just need four. What about Italy? No, not even close. Italy is number 30. Uh, Did I say Portugal? You didn't, but it's not in there. Okay. I mentioned this country in passing earlier when I mentioned some other stat. Czech Republic? It was the global gender gap. That I mentioned, and no, it's neither of those. This country is, the, is number one on the global gender gap index. Oh, Iceland. Iceland, yeah, is number four. And that's something, I mean, number four is pretty good. Uh, but Iceland, like Norway, has a lot of Viking history. Uh, Swedish Viking explorer, <sighs> Garor Svavarsson, listener of the show, he was the first to circumnavigate Iceland in 870. I think that was around the time you circumnavigated fucking Tulsa, what? Right? Okay. Stop it. <laughs> he established it as an island. He stayed during the winter and built a house in Husavik. Gavrur departed the following summer, but one of his men, Natfari, decided to stay behind with two slaves. Natfari and his slaves settled in what is now known as Natfarvik, and he and his slaves became the first permanent residents of Iceland. I'm sure his slaves were very happy. They were the first happy people there. In the wake of the French Revolution and the Napoleonic Wars, Iceland's struggle for independence took form and culminated in independence in 1918 and the founding of a republic in 1944. But until the 20th century, Iceland relied largely on subsistence, fishing, and agriculture. They were a little slower to industrialize, uh, but they got there after World War II, and it's now one of the world's wealthiest and most developed nations. It ranks high in economic, democratic, social stability, quality, and it's the third ranking country in the world by median wealth per adult. It ranks first on the Global Peace Index. It runs almost completely on renewable energy. Oh, God damn. But its population is teeny tiny. 364,000 people is its population. Yeah, well, it is really tiny. Yeah, it's the smallest uh, population, and it is the only country in the European Union with no standing army and only a lightly armed Coast Guard. Iceland is so cool. That everyone's like, no, we'll help you out. If someone yeah. tries to, if North Korea tries to get you. The North Korea boogeyman. Yep. 
North Korea yeah. just wants to get somebody. <laughs> have they got anybody yet? <laughs> I don't think they have. Well, they got themselves. They got North Korea. Yeah, they, yeah. Well put. So there you go. 10 happiest countries. Let's go through them again. Uh, number 10 is Luxembourg. Nine, Austria, home of Adolf Hitler. But now the ninth happiest country in the world. It's because of Arnold, I think. Eight is New Zealand. Seven, Sweden. Six, the Netherlands. Five, Norway. Four, Iceland. Three, Switzerland. Two, Denmark. One, Finland. For the third year in a row, the happiest country. Brandon, where do you want to go first? On that list? Um... Whoa, whoa, whoa. You want to go somewhere not on this list? You think you're better than the happiest countries? Well, there wasn't any place with a like warm place with a beach on that. Oh, I guess you're right. There was New Zealand. Oh yeah, New Zealand. Well, then that's when that one's going to be the top. Yeah, that why one do actually all probably the... was going to be the top anyway. Why do all the happy countries have to be in fucking cold ass places? That is true. None of them have warm tropical weather. Most people associate coldness with depression and sadness, but this list begs to differ. That's how good they are. Not enough guns. But you know who does have enough positivity guns is our podcast reviewers. And I'm going to read you a few now. And they shot us full of positivity holes. Yeah. First one comes from Argie on Apple Podcasts. Quote, oh man, the show made me use my brain and it hurt. <laughs> I suppose you'll have to guess the 10 reasons I gave the show five stars. Number one is because shut up and go listen because it's what there is to do. Uh, thank you. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Okay. Thank you, Argy. The next one comes from Northridge43 on Apple Podcasts. Great podcast. I learned a lot. Like to think of animals on fire to postpone orgasm. <laughs> Do you remember that? I don't remember that. <laughs> it is a great tip. I don't even remember who said that. Hey, along those lines to the same, what's this reviewer's name? Northridge 43. Free tip for you, Northridge 43. If you're at the beach, been playing in the sand, last thing you do before you leave, dunk your sandy ass in the water, get the sand out of your crap. What the fuck are you talking about? Why right, are you saying this? The same quality life tip. <laughs> no, this has nothing to do. <laughs> he wasn't giving life tips. He or she was saying what they learned from our show. That <laughs> was another tip. Oh my god. Well, I'm going to finish this review and try to ignore your fucking sandy ass being dipped all over the oceans of the world. Just giving a tip. <laughs> no, I'm you don't do that for real. The beach. You don't dip your sandy naked ass in the beach, do you? Well, if you've got sand in there, you ought to. You ought to. Okay, so you don't actually do it. If I have sand in my crack, <laughs> yes, I do. I don't always have sand in my crack. Oh, well. I don't always shit on my hands. <laughs> what's going on <laughs> oh okay let me finish this review and then we're mm. gonna get back to your sandy asshole like to think of animals on fire to postpone orgasm what the mm. word corny means which i think is being horny during quarantine corny yeah and the most used search terms on pornhub easy recommend yeah thank you thank you for the reviews and if you want me to read your review write a review now, Brandon, about your sandy ass. No, we're not going into that. What other things get into your ass that you feel the need to dunk it into the place where women and children play at the beach? If you're at the beach swimming in the water, do you not pee in it? <laughs> no. I mean, yes. Technically, yes. But if you looked over and you saw a 70-year-old grandpa <laughs> squatting down. Well, wait. <laughs> Why is he squatting? To pee? He's squatting to dip his ass in there. <laughs> 
How else you dip the ass but nothing else? No, you have your shorts on. No, You're dipping well, your bare ass into the water. The, that was what I thought. Well, no. Why? I thought someone was holding your hand so you could lean back in a squat <laughs> position with your with your trunks pulled down. And you're going to just stir the water around like you're the spoon in a, in a cup of chocolate milk. I think they call that a Panama City tea bag. <laughs> you're teabagging the whole fucking ocean. <laughs> the whole beach, yeah. No, I mean, just mean like, you know, get in there and rinse off no, well, with your suit on. Okay, well, that was advice that no one needed because everybody fucking knows that. If you got sand all over you and you're already at the beach, just get in the water. Another good tip. Okay. Wow. Okay, well... It's people like you and opinions and tips like that that make America nowhere near the top 10 happiest countries in the world. But on that happy note, here's a tip for you. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at TennisPod. You can also follow me at the TheNickAmel, and I have a new Instagram account you should follow at the TheNickAmel. And Brandon, I think they can maybe follow you too, maybe? Sure, if you want to. Uh, it's at SidekickHost on Twitter. Yep. We'll be back next week with episode 132. Thanks so much for listening. Bye.